Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Journey Podcast with Michael and Ryan. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Mm, thank you, everyone, for being here. It's been a it's been a good journey getting here. It's been a good journey getting here, and uh, today we're going to be talking about something that's a little taboo. Something that's a little taboo. And that's taboos. Taboo itself. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. The just the meaning of taboo, right? How many contexts it has. Um, we, you know, we 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 I think we've spoken about it on this podcast before, but one of our uh, teachers, you know, older teachers that we've gone through and worked with, uh, Atlas, um, you know, he's deep into like taboo and actually removing the meaning of taboo from it because it's just a it's just a concept that we've created that's been given to us through society or mm. or religion or parental upbringing about what's bad and what's good mm. you know ultimately it's all just a, a human expression so why is something taboo and it's 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 sort of a, a meaning or the definition has has been corrupted because when you do have a look at the origin of the word taboo it's just looking at spiritual practices um, and essentially like guidelines right around good things and bad things but when we look at society as a whole when you think of the word taboo essentially it means negative things that we shouldn't do say or talk about or ways in which we shouldn't be well exactly like where 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 did something come from within us that thinks something is taboo mm. that's that's the real question mm. right i mean if you want to look at spirituality spirituality is just truly truly looking at what's within you questioning it's like okay what's taboo mm, and who's to say something that's within you is right or wrong agreed well you know i dissolve right and wrong you know there's just comfortable and uncomfortable mm. you know and and i think you know we're we're quick to have been given the fact that something's uncomfortable it's bad mm. yeah yep yeah that's it that's it there's a perception around anything that makes us feel uncomfortable as it being wrong right or something that we should avoid when realistically if it feels uncomfortable, it's it's really merely just a guide, something pointing us in a direction of maybe something that we need to work through um, or something that we need to overcome within ourselves or even something that, uh, something that maybe we enjoy or like but aren't actually giving ourselves permission mm. to fully en- uh, engulf, you know, to fully consume, to fully allow to be alive within us and then that shame monster comes out the shame monster do little beast oh it is you know um i mean obviously sexuality and and all the involvement with all of that you know there's lots of taboos and i think i mean you look at how easily accessible pornography is now and just the just the the hardcoreness of it i mean i remember when i was a young lad I remember I was, you know, pinching pinching my dad's Playboys. It was a black and white photo with a uh, <laughs> with a a nineteen seventies bush on there, and that was, you know, that was enough for me. You know, um, I mean, I, I, you know, we 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 run lots of groups. You know, we've done lots of men's groups, and I never tell anyone how to live. However, I I emphatically stand by. Like, if you're watching porn, cut that shit out. Mm. There is nothing good that can come from watching porn. Why? Uh, for me, it's it's the it's the removal of the deepening of your own sexual energy. Mm. You are creating these neuro pathways of a screen 
by completely fake sex as well. So you're creating these, um, you're creating the fantasy in your head. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an open gateway. You know, into the depths of. You know, uh, if you've got a beautiful partner in front of you, you know, and you're deep in porn, you know, you, you've got these expectations of how things should go because it's such a it's such a powerful thing to do to orgasm and come and you are hardwiring yourself to what that pleasure is. Mm. Well, it makes it makes it easy, right? And it actually well, gives us a false idea of what sex and intimacy and relationships are. And if that's affecting you in a negative way, then definitely porn should not be in your life. Yeah, I guess it all comes down with intention though, right? But even even just a little bit, I think if you truly started to, to understand and cultivate your own your own sexual energy, you know, and especially us as men, and stop chasing the orgasm or the ejaculation mm. and actually understand the cultivation of your own sexual power and how profound that can be in your life. Mm. You're not just shooting out, you know, your shots <laughs> yeah it's shooting out a load and then it's done right you roll over and go to sleep yeah. but for, for most people that's that's what sex is right sex is is merely ha- fucking yeah yeah, yeah. Ha- having having sex intercourse you know penetration and um sex actually isn't anything beyond that it's like when you come you're done you know if you finish first then it's unfortunate for your partner if, if she finishes first then well god good yeah. on you well i mean i guess i would say I learned sex from watching porn as a young guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had sex ed in school, but... They it, didn't teach you how to have sex. No, there was the protection thing and, and whatever else they went into, but, um, you know, and that's that's softcore stuff compared to what's now, mm. you know. And, and I mean, I, we're, we're a generation of... I remember when you used to go on the internet, it would take you at least 20 minutes to download like one picture and you're like, hey, that's it. You know, there's no free streaming videos or anything like that. Mm. Um, but I, I, I guess I guess that on itself is a taboo. It's just sex in general, yeah. right? It's like let's – well, in our Western civilization anyways, I, I would I would imagine. Um, but looking back, and I remember my first sexual experiences and, and, and how – I remember my first time. And um, – and I was 13, she was 13, we were a boyfriend-girlfriend at school, and it was it was awkward and all the things that should have been, however, I remember, go, I, I still remember what was going through my mind of actually how to do this, and I was just flashing back to actually some, some of these, you know, pornos that I'd watched, because that's the only reference that I had, and I'm sure it's just gotten so much easier and open now, mm. you know, and... If if that if I mean there's there's no softcore stuff now you know like and 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 if young men and young ladies are watching these things and they're thinking that that's it, well it's not that's it's just purely physical and there's such um there's such uh, a non you know deep polarity in it it's just yeah well it's, it's not about connection right it's not about intimacy mm. but no, you can definitely find porn that's, that I, I think it's changing now for sure so i suppose even when it comes to that even the the conversation that we're having is actually even creating a taboo right because it's creating an idea of something being right or wrong or, or, or even something that can create shame mm. you know um 
which is like this is why i suppose it makes taboos so confusing mm. and, and so challenging to sort of navigate because i suppose there is a moral line in everything but then it's understanding about okay cool why is it that i find shame in it why is it that i can't um express myself in this way you know and there's so many different people looking to express themselves in so many different ways right like when you have a look at all the different genders that are uh are around these days and in, in the way in which people see themselves and and, and express themselves whether it's male or female or otherwise and then even when you look into like sexualities is things like furries you know so it's like who who are we to actually say that that's not something that or not a way in which they in which they should be allowed to express themselves correct and that's essentially what taboos go back to right it's like someone telling you that you're not allowed to express yourself or be a certain way because of societal norms mm. yeah and then and then again that shame monster comes out and has to be driven underground and into smaller groups I just had a thought. If there was no taboo, would it actually, would people be attracted to it still? You know, if it wasn't, if it didn't have that taboo, oh, you know, this is, this is something I'm into and not many other people and it creates a little bit more of that excitement, right? Like if, sure. if it was just purely open and, and everything, it was just explorative and normal, it's like, yeah, I want to go over and, you know, wear a plush suit while I, while I have sex, you know, it's great. Well, I think if there was no taboo, it's like we wouldn't be having this conversation because people would just be allowed to do it. And it wouldn't even be a thought that it was something strange or different or wrong, right? Mm. There's a fine line between taboo and conscience, though, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, because the conscience is guiding you, right? And then, again, this is where the awareness comes in of is it, is it, is it going, you know, am I, am I going against what is my own moral virtue, my values, or am I exploring something to find my edge and boundary? Um, or is this again just a, a thing that I got told, or, or society says that I'm not allowed to do? So it excites me to actually go into that and to and to now hide in it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the idea of being a rebel, right? The idea of trying something new or, or pushing pushing a boundary or pushing um, what people feel is 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 okay. Um, definitely, it could be it could be a multitude of those things. It could be one, it could be two, it could be a combination. Mm. You know, and and, that, and again, that's why it does become something that's an interesting thing to have a conversation about, right? Mm. It's even like for men, I guess, right? You know, the the prostates in our in our up our anal and you know, all of our pleasure center is is, is up there, right? You know? And, you know, if you're a, a heterosexual man, you know, as both as we are, um, and you know you're 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 exploring with your partner, and you start moving into you know a bit of ass play and moving around, and you know there's uh, there's shame in it. There's, well, there's there's the things you need to see that pop up. Oh, this could be gay and things like that. everything that we popped up, right? And so again, it's just these just these bullshit stories yes. and paradigms that are passed on to us scripts, stories, and ideas, right? Because that's that would have been it, right? Like, like the idea of of someone giving you pleasure through your ass um and and potentially reaching the prostate and you even exploring what that feels like can create shame you know even in my own sexual journey and sexual exploration it's like going to that place the first few times it's like fuck you know the body closes up because there's so many stories going around of like oh man what if people found out that this is actually what i enjoy 
mm. you know so you're not actually allowing yourself to be present in the moment and pleasure present present sorry with pleasure you're already creating a story about what other people and how other people might perceive you right yeah and so it's like that moment is just a like it's a creation of shame because you're actually taking yourself away from the experience and allowing yourself to fully feel something that you might enjoy or you might fucking hate it well exactly and you're denying yourself fucking pleasure yeah and you're denying yourself the exploration of self because who who are you to know whether or not you like it or not until you actually allow yourself to try it yeah i agree Mm. you know look for, for for the word i fucking enjoy it yeah. It's great Definitely. when you're in a deep, trusting, loving f- partnership, and you're just exploring each other. I'm, I'm, a, I'm all for for it all. Mm. You know, like it's um because you don't you, you don't know what your edges are, and then going beyond them to see what's actually on the other side. Because it again, it's a mind limitation belief. Yeah, it's ultimately just pleasure. It's eros. It's the divine that's running through us. Mm. It's the human that creates these. These these barriers of no, that's not right and not right. It's like, well, fuck that. Mm. You know, who's to tell me it's not right or not wrong? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, and why would you take yourself away from something that could potentially give you pleasure? And it's like, even when we're looking at sexuality, it's like sexuality realistically has, well, it has something to do with sex, but sexuality isn't all just about sex. No, you know, that's just an act that gives gives you pleasure and is, is, is a way in which you. T- can connect deeper with your partner cultivate intimacy cultivate intimacy that's a beautiful way of putting it um cultivate intimacy and it's like if you don't allow yourself to try different things and and predominantly your sexual relationship is like just in missionary or doggy style even though you know they still bring pleasure it's like what do you actually know about what your partner likes what do you actually know about what what you like you know if you don't actually give yourself an opportunity to to like explore the different parts of them you know in and, different moments yeah and then and then you're, you're building more and more trust more and more trust the deeper the trust the higher the lust mm. oh i like that oh hey <laughs> write that one down people <laughs> the deeper the trust the higher the lust and um you know, and, and and the levels of trust are infinity. Like mm. you, you, you can continue to go deeper. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and 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 with the depths of that, that's where the 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 polarity. You know, and I'm not talking about men and women. I'm talking about masculine, feminine polarity here. You know, it's it's creating two very strong magnets that are attracted to each other. Sure. You know, and having that flow and understanding in the masculine energy, it's the leading, it's the dominating, it's the it's the um it's the creating the safety and in the feminine flow it's it's the submission and it's the it's it's the it's the well again it's the softness of it but when you when you start playing in those polarities it's it's really understanding that the true power comes from deep submission yeah, yeah and then you have to step up if you're in that dominating position to truly lead in, mm. a, in, in a beautiful profound way and and it's you know and again you know this is would be considered taboo to, to a lot of people i guess you know and but that's why we're here baby oh 100 percent. but it's uh and it's definitely something i am i am now on a life journey to explore more and deeper and 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 just really play in those levels because there's so much to it there's mm. there's the trust levels there's the intimacy there's the the different um energetic polarities of masculine feminine there's you know I'm a, I'm a very masculine guy, you know. That's 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 my 
that's my personal eros that I roll through. However, you know, the last little while I've really been tuning into my feminine and doing lots of uh, kind of work on that. And, and I'm finally really starting to, to, to feel and cultivate the differentness of it. And, yeah. and since doing that, I really feel the true power in, in the feminine flow. It's like the masculine's here, but it's actually led by the feminine flow, mm. you know, in, mm. the, in the submission, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess when it when it comes to that and there's sort of a an idea that was popping into my mind when you were talking about that idea of the masculine and the feminine and especially when it comes to sexuality right like it it it, it all comes through communication correct like communicating with your partner like does this feel good or does this feel bad? And even that in itself can create shame because it's like the idea of, of sexuality, there is so much pressure to be good, mm. you know, especially if you're a man. There's mm. so much pressure to be good. Um, and what if you did something that didn't feel good, right? Mm. So it's like that's a story in itself. And so you have to actually push through that boundary and allow yourself to get it wrong for you to actually explore what you like and what your partner likes. And it's it's asking for what you want to, to oh, happen. Michael, don't swear at me. You know? <laughs> don't fucking swear at me. Like it's <laughs> it's but again there's when it's trust and true trust and safety, then Definitely. you know you know, you, there could be something in, in you that's just you know, you've considered dark and depraved, right? Oh, but sure. but ask for it. Mm. Mm. You know, ask yes. for it and then, then that's the taboo right that's the taboo of ask for it ask for what you want ask for what you want or what you'd like to go and actually feel into it and that's sometimes the hardest thing if not the hardest thing to be like what a, okay you know you like feel it and you're like oh, okay am, am i going to be seen to be a weirdo or am i going to you know all yeah, yeah. of those things what, what if my partner judges me because mm. i asked for something but then there's already self-judgment on on that right that's it's just it, a projection that's it. and that's actually taking you away from the moment taking you away from from being in pleasure um and and that's such a shame mm. it is such a shame but it is it's it's something you really just have to learn mm. you know you have to learn and it's like you might ask for something in your relationship and at that moment your partner might be like nah i don't want to do that but that doesn't mean that you can't ask for it again and you can't communicate with your partner about hey can can we look at exploring these different things um because just because she didn't want well just because they didn't want to explore that in that moment doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that they don't want to explore at all. Correct. And, and you know, it might be just the level of trust that they feel to, to move into that, that side. And mm. it's just like, okay, well, what can I do to create ultimately more trust? And yeah. again, it's communication. Yeah. It's consistency. Yeah. It's showing up. It's yeah. doing what you will say you're going to do. Mm. You know, it all seems very simple, but it's, it's profound. For sure. And it's like when you're exploring yourself sexually, it doesn't have to be about spontaneity all the time. It's actually being about, okay, cool, let's set aside some nights um, this week where we're actually going to sit down and explore each other. Mm. You know, give yourself time to actually explore each other because we're all so busy, you know. Personally, I don't have kids, but if people have kids, they've got work, they've got exercise they've got to do, they've got to cook all these healthy meals, they've got to meditate, journal, do all the things. It's like you get to the end of the day and if – sex isn't something you've allowed yourself to make time for 
then more often than not, it can potentially just feel pressured. Mm. It could just be like, it's another thing I have to do. A task. A task, right? And I then where's the intimacy in that? For sure, because you're just thinking about it finishing so you can roll over and go to sleep. You're just using each other as an external masturbatory tool. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I, I think, you know, I, I, I reflect back on my my young lad days, you know. Um, I... I you know, here's a here's a description. I was I was the I was the predominantly fuck boy, you know, <laughs> um, wild boy from from the age of about nineteen right through my twenties. And um, I look back on the sexual experiences and look, I I uh, I was involved in lots of explorative sexual experiences. However, they're all they're all drug fueled. Mm. You know, they're all chemical fueled. Um, so there, you know, there are there are edges that I pushed and, and things like that. But however, it was it was all drug fueled back in those days. Now, it's not. It's completely the intention is completely different. It's explorative and a deeper spiritual connection, mm. intimacy way, and communication is is, is all of that. You know, um, and I I'm I'm all for exploring you know air quote taboos you know and just seeing what is pleasurable because mm. follow the pleasure mm. follow the pleasure mm. why would you that i mean that's you know i'm not a religious man in in the deity context but that's got to be one of the devil's greatest tricks right mm. you know make you feel shame on something that's pleasurable Oof. yeah yeah I, it, it's you follow pleasure your whole life you you'll be winning Sure. You'll be like, what feels pleasurable here? Does it not? Does it not? Uh, or does it? Uh, okay, well, let's go down the pleasurable path. You know, and I'm talking in everything, job, interactions with people, people in your life, friends, you know, uh, I think I think that's, um, well, um, again, that's a taboo as well. Oh, I can't drop these people. I've known them for my whole life. Mm. Well, they're adding to your life. Mm. Drop some people from your fucking life. Mm. I think lots of people need to do that. People, people have anchors and are anchors. You know, and it's it's a big thing for people to to have those realizations because we're so attached to the to the to the paradigm of oh I've known them for x amount of years so that must be well if you're on the if you're on the evolution or the growth train and and people around you aren't it's it's going to be inevitable mm. you know mm, yeah and 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 I suppose it's about giving like accepting that accepting that it's okay it's okay to let people go if they're no longer um, giving. Yeah to your life and it doesn't mean you need to do it in an aggressive way it's just like naturally if you allow it it will just stop being a relationship stop being a friendship and it doesn't mean that when you come together you you can't have those experiences of being together because Mm. that moment might still bring you some form of pleasure Mm. but if they're not contributing to your life would you be spending all your time with them Mm. Uh, why would you do that to yourself yeah i think i think the context of taboo i think it's because I, I truly believe we anything can be anything, right? Mm. And anything can be anything the way we want to make it. You know, like even even ex-partners and relationships and, and things like that, you know, as long as there's communication and, you know, then there may need to be boundaries set. But anything can be anything. You can still be a best friend with someone who you are deeply committed to post a, a romantic relationship because mm. those feelings and... And and knowing and knowledge of each other doesn't change, yeah. you know. It's just there, there can be path programs that pop up or barriers and things that go, and it's like okay, you, yes, time needs to happen, mm. I guess. But there also needs there can be the ability for anything to be anything, you yes. know. And I think if you if you if you're rising above and just kind of 
deeply feeling your love, mm. you know, and kind of following that path, mm. you know, like uh, my, my, here's a great example. My sister, um, Bianca, I love her dearly. She's married to her beautiful husband, Caleb. He's awesome as well. They've got four kids. Um, and, uh, her, her firstborn Brody, um, she had with, um, uh, her ex, uh, who's still my friend, uh, Brett. And, um, they, so her and Brett and Caleb, they're all best mates. And, and when Brett was married as well, again, like they all hung out, they all go on weekends, you know, and, and it's such a, it's such a powerful thing. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. cause it doesn't have to be the, the, the way, you know, and, and, and some people will find that table. How can you do that? How can you do that? It's like, well, you can have it as anything, you know? Like don't get don't let your shit get in the way of how something can be, how beautiful it can be, and it's so pleasurable. Mm. You know, mm. they spend Christmases together and they go on holidays together, and mm. and how amazing is it for Brody to have that environment growing up? Yeah, definitely. And but at the same time, it can be completely opposite. You know, if if you if if the person or the person that you were in a relationship is no longer serving you, then why you don't need to make it? Work. Oh, absolutely, no, no, hundred no, percent. You know, it's it's it, it can be as it needs to be. Mm. Mm. You know? But I, I guess the point you're trying to make is the idea of it needs to be a certain way, right? Like a, a breakup has to be challenging. A breakup has to push each other apart. And I, even the idea of breaking up, I mean, it has such a negative connotation to well, it. I call it un- uncoupling. Yeah, de- yeah, uncoupling or decoupling. Mm. I mean, it, it gives it a, a, a more positive framework because it's not about things going wrong and snapping breaking something you have to rebuild it's actually about okay no we were growing together to a certain point and then we just stopped so why would we not just allow ourselves to move away mm. yep correct okay can be there but i uh i'd like to i'd like you to tell the listeners about how your uh how your weekend went actually <laughs> um we were talking about taboos and i think this is beautiful um tell us tell us what went on ryan so, um, oh, we actually just had a, well, even just talking into that idea of, of sexuality. Sexuality has always been a, a challenging journey to explore because there always was that idea of shame around it. Um, there was always that idea of not being good enough, uh, the idea of what it should be. And I suppose just as my own, in my own exploration, my own evolution, um, exploring sexuality at a deeper level um, with myself and with my partner and understanding the things that bring us pleasure and don't bring us pleasure and even playing into those dynamics of the masculine and feminine and dominance and submissive. Um, it's like taking us onto a path of, of where we do want to explore our own sexuality more. You know, we do want to bring other people into our relationships and see if that's something that we want to explore, an experience that we want to have, or just to see if it's something that we don't want to explore. Um, and and as, as we were saying before, you're not really going to know what you like or if it's for you until you give yourself permission to actually try it and explore it. So we've sort of got to this point where where that's what we want to do. We want to explore those different aspects mm. of ourselves. You know, we want to give ourselves that permission to to feel pleasure in other ways and explore what what feels good. Um, so we had the beautiful opportunity uh, in in the weekend to to go to like a what would you call well, it? Well, it was a it was a it was a kink yeah, it was a kink bondage 
party. Like it was, it was amazing. Mm. Uh, you know, they called it Merry Kinkmas. Merry Kinkmas. Um, it was great. It was beautiful. Like they had four zones set up. There was the DJ area. So if you just wanted to kind of dance and party and things, you could just do that. Then, then out the back, it was, it was a private club uh, as well. Um, then on uh, on the back left hand side, there was a um, a bit of a uh, what do you call it? A straddle horse there where you could get um, you know tied up and get and get uh, flogged there. And they had an X bar up there, so um, you know you can do different things, different BDSM kind of uh, scenarios. Then, um, then in the right hand side room, there was actually a room if you wanted to kind of play a little bit more and move into the actual sex acts and things like that. Had that there, so there, there was there was that's that's setting the scene mm. for, for the for the event we're at. Yeah, and um, I guess stepping through the door, there was it was such a place of unknown. Um, because it was something that me and my partner had spoken about and even before going into the situation we were talking about okay cool like what are we going to explore what if something happens um what's our boundaries um what do we need um what do we need support in if i say um like i want to go home you're open to that if she says hey look i want to go home we're open to that so we sort of set some set some guidelines communicated about what we wanted beforehand so that we weren't just walking into a situation where we hadn't been before and then and there was actually no boundaries set there was no communication there was no understanding about what she wanted and what i wanted which was a beautiful way to go into it because as soon as we walked into the situation um into the into the party or the scenario the event um there was a lot of anxiety because it's like, well, you're going into a, uh, uh, environment when you actually, we actually didn't know anyone that was there except for the people that invited us. And that in itself, I suppose, brings on a lot of anxiety mm. or can do, you know, regardless of who you are, you're going to feel some little level moving into a new situation. Um, and then it was just walking into that and going through it and just communicating how we felt about the things that were going on. And, um, it took about half an hour to sort of settle in, talking to a few people, you know, making yourself comfortable. And it was early in the night, so, you know, things were starting off slow. They didn't really build up. Had a up couple of mushroom caps. Had a couple of mushroom caps because, um, you know, that's what the things that we like to explore. It's oh, the cool. feelings that we like to have, right? Yep. And, um, yeah, sort of going into that situation and me and Venusi were just sort of watching people. And it was beautiful, something that actually gave me a lot of um, permission and understanding about sexuality and my own sexuality was just watching people watch people in pleasure. Hmm. And now you guys are probably thinking, oh, well, they were just watching people fuck. But that wasn't it. No, that at was all. not the energy. It, it, not at all. Not at not. all. It was merely just watching people in full have, acceptance. Yeah, have have someone else do something to them that that gives them pleasure. And it's not even a sexual act. No. You know, it could just be someone being caressed or someone's having their hands rubbed through their hair or someone just being like lightly paddled or slapped with a whip. Mm. And and the beautiful thing to see was there was like, there was no aggression. There was a lot, there was a beautiful amount of consent. People will be like, uh, does that feel good to you? And you'd be like, yes, no, otherwise. And it was just an exploration of that. And, um, it was beautiful because it was like, man, it gave me a different perception of what sex is. It gave me a different perception of what pleasure is. And it ultimately gave me permission to just be like and feel safe enough to to explore sexuality a, a little bit more. And it was just it was just a beautiful openness mm. and 
you know, obviously it was an invite-only event, you know, like, and, and the people there were obviously, like, a bit of a tight crew. Um, but it was just a complete openness, you know, like, it, it just really was, and that's how the energy was there. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you went up and asked someone some questions about something, they would just, they would, they would happily answer. If they didn't know, they go, I don't know, go and talk to this person. Mm. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, I had a, a bit of a different night than you, but however, it was still just as beautiful to be amongst all of that. And, and again, just witnessing just people exploring and understanding and, yeah, and the exploration and, and, and the of consent and, mm. um, and trust, mm. you know, there was, you could tell the people who were obviously, you know, very versed and they had lots of trust with each other and yeah. um, it was amazing to see. Mm. And so um, ultimately we just started talking to, to some people, me and my partner, and, and we were exploring ourselves in, in a few different ways and people would come up and you'd, you'd, just have conversations with people and we, we spoke to them. We were like, hey, look, this is actually something that we're really, really new to, but it's something that we want to explore. Can you just tell us about it? Like, so tell there you us, go, vulnerability, right? Yeah, tell just- us about your experience. Tell us about why what you enjoy about it. You know, and so um, we had this beautiful lady just just sort of guide us through it for like half an hour. We were just standing there talking to her. She was talking to us about like what polyamory is for her. She was talking a lot about consent, and um, ultimately she she just said like poly- polyamory. And one of the big things that she realizes that it is is that we all have different needs, desires, and wants. And sometimes your partner can't actually facilitate that need, desire, or want. So it's like, I might enjoy a different aspect of sex that my partner may not. And that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to explore that, but it potentially gives you permission to explore that with someone that does to like to do that act. On a, on a non-emotional capacity on a non-emotional capacity and that was one of the big things that sort of made me land in a beautiful place with it is like you always have your partner and your partner's there as a rock your partner's there as someone that you can go to it's someone that you can communicate with it's someone that you you love dearly it's someone that will be there when shit hits the fan you know it'll be someone there that will be there every day for you to celebrate life and the joys of it it'll be like a financial anchor it'll be plans for the future it'll be the person that you're going to marry and that's essentially just like love and connection mm. and understanding and the thing that you're exploring with polyamory is everything that's outside that mm. because you're giving yourself permission to essentially just have other people around that you can explore sexually mm. and and the beautiful thing that she said was like it's all about communication because my partner asked like fuck what if you get jealous and she goes i get fucking jealous all the time how can i not i'm fucking human of course mm. i'm going to get jealous mm. but it's about understanding where that jealousy comes from and then also communicating and being open with your partner about something that they might be doing that doesn't feel okay all right or doesn't feel right for you or they might be in a certain situation with a certain someone and you feel like them being in that situation with someone for an extended period of time is actually taking away from the connection you have with yourself so merely you just communicate to your partner hey look i feel like you're spending too much time with so and so is it okay if we just tone that down for a little bit and your partner then has the opportunity to either say yeah i agree with you that's something that we can do. I respect our relationship enough to be like, okay, cool. This sexual partner that I have, mm. I'll just stop spending as much time with them. Yep. Yeah. And it's all like communication is the biggest thing. And it's like, you can see where you're in one of those situations where you can get 
engulfed in emotions and in the moment and and you might because you haven't learnt how to communicate um that you might maybe allow yourself to do something that maybe you weren't yet ready for and the beauty of the situation that we were putting that we were in is like every time that people would explore a different aspect of us or explore a different aspect of my partner they would ask they would ask you permission they would ask permission they were like hey look is this okay and you'd be like yes or no and so you're given an opportunity if they said no and then they would say what do you want me to do mm. And it's like, oh, beautiful, okay, I want you to do this. I want, you know, I want my head to be rubbed in this certain way. I want my back to be scratched in a certain way. Um, and it was beautiful because it's, it's, it's um, given me a greater understanding of sex and sexuality and permission and understanding and communication um, and exploration. And um, ultimately, it's actually brought, like, energetically, I feel like me and my partner are so much deeper and closer now after – fucking three hours oh i feel that spending spending time um with other people who 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 um well they were very well seasoned oh very well seasoned definitely definitely and um it it was funny because like i was in the moment and i was exploring it and i was like it's so interesting to watch these people um guide you through a situation that they've obviously guided a lot of other people through because it's like they know the cues they know the understanding of it and and it's like they're they're essentially potentially even just massaging you into relaxation but it's like i'm conscious and aware enough to see that it was going on but at the same time it's something i wanted to allow myself to experience it was pleasurable brother yeah. you're following the pleasure train and, and just following that pleasure right and then something would happen and i'd be like nah nah that's not um, something I want to do or know that's something that I'm actually not okay for you to do with my partner right now um, and it was beautiful it was beautiful. beautiful yeah I definitely I definitely feel Van's a lot softer in a feminine energy since then mm. you know um, yeah I, I definitely feel the more the, the closest between you two since that you mm. know because you got to think about the actual trust that's got developed between you two right yeah. and the witnessing of each other and and A you they're asking, can I do this to your partner? And then you're actually going, hmm, okay, can I or can I? Yep. And, and it's actually knowing, um, I think a big thing as well is actually knowing, just knowing your partner as well. Because Because beautiful, man, she's so fucking amazing. And energetically, she's just so open and so free. And sexually, she's so open and free. Although she can get caught up in emotions and moment and energy and sexuality. So it's like I knew that she was getting to that point where we spoke about things that where we would draw a line. Mm -hmm. And she was getting like she was moving into that place just through the exploration. And then so I was just like, hey, look, let's just call it there. That's probably enough. Um, because we've had some discussions we spoke about like what was okay what was okay or like what was not okay where we were going to allow ourselves to explore to tonight um and so yeah this is that's pretty much it and they were like beautiful awesome thank you for sharing that me thank you for uh, like thank you for telling us what you're okay with and it was just like fuck man so fucking easy so speaking your truth yeah and just like asking for what you're what you want and then al- allowing yourself to voice what you don't want correct beautiful it was beautiful to witness man like as i said i was, I was having a bit of a different night obviously um but it was beautiful just to like look over every now and then and just see you guys in 
amongst it, oh, it, it just put the biggest smiles on my face. And I just was just cheering you on from the sidelines, just going, ah, oh, perfect. Like, I didn't even come over and see you. I was like, leave them be, mm. you know? And I just saw you two just going and exploring with these other couple. And, you know, guys were, you know, moving around and doing things. And I was, uh, and, and I, uh, yeah, it warmed my heart because I was just, this is what these experiences are for. This is the, the expansion of life mm. of the human experience mm. taking the taboo out mm. setting intentions being communicative finding where whether you like something or not and then communicating that yeah. um, and not denying yourself anything that actually feels good because of some construct that sits within you for sure for sure and that's it's like it's like allowing desire you know and and like I suppose it, it's a knife edge. You're going to be playing on a little bit of a knife edge, and, and at the same time, you're potentially going to get it wrong. But it's like if you have a strong enough relationship where communication is already a foundation, Correct. which it is, it, it is. means that you you can allow yourself to go to that place. And if something goes wrong, then you can communicate and you can talk about it, or you can stop things before you know things get a little messy. Um, and it's beautiful because it's like you're allowing yourself to feel into desire because there used to be so much shame and desire around like just even just desiring other women, right? Mm. Um, and even for Van, like her desiring other men. And we were talking about this on the way home and she, and she was like, man, the, um, the couple there, they were just so fucking beautiful. Mm. Like they were, they were extremely attractive, amazing bodies, beautiful. And we were both just talking about how, how beautiful they were and how sexually attracted we were to them. Yep. And it was funny because she was like, I don't even know these people. But I'm sexually attracted to, to them. So it's just giving yourself that opportunity to explore more. And do we need to know those people? No. You don't, because that's not what you're, you're there to marry for. Them, right? No, exactly. Yeah. You're literally there for them to service you, and you to service them, and for you guys to explore a situation together. But what's what's the paradox here? Is that's ultimately the, a deeper level too, right? Because mm. now you're playing on a realm of of the three D and five D realm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're going deep into your own desire, mm. which is the deep thing that most people actually deny, and you are going into your own self, into their self. And true open communication well, it, it creates a level of trust that mm. you know emotionally reactive people you don't get with. Yeah, and and it, and it will um, ultimately force our relationship to be even stronger because it will need to be. Of course, it will. Yeah, of course it will. When you look at those, you look at those two, right? They're literally like one, the one unit. Mm. You know, mm. they know their heart. They, 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 this is what they do. They've mastered the craft of what they actually desire and want to move into, and they've tried it all. And, and now they're in the ability to be able to go, "Hey, look, here's these people that you know who are asking things. Okay, great. Well, let let us you know help you and teach you and and hold you. You know, it's it's the student teacher. Definitely, definitely. And and the beautiful thing around, it, like there was at no point did it feel seedy or wrong. No. And you're in a group with eighty other people, mm. and there was moments where. We were, you know, working through things, exploring ourselves, and I would look around, and there's a group of five or six people just watching you. Correct. Just watching you. And at no point did I feel like the eyes were on me. There was no point did I feel like there was judgment cast upon the self. Um, And it was beautiful, either internal judgment or external judgment from other people. It 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 was fucking freeing. Beautiful. That's mm. oh, that's that's oh, that's powerful. Fucking freeing. It was fucking <clears throat> freeing. Yeah, and and if you allowed the 
constructs of taboo to hold you back, mm. then you would not have been able to explore this part of a deeply human experience. Mm. No, not at all, not at all. Because we would have, there's potential to go into that situation, judge all of these people who you've never met, and leave. Yeah, but you said it earlier too. If you didn't have already that solid trusting foundation in your relationship Definitely. through already all the work that you guys have done mm. to get to this point to be like, hey, look, let's let's go and explore this. Yeah, you know. It, it wouldn't have happened as it, as it happened. Oh, definitely. It's like uh, th- there's no way do I want to explore this as a way to to get away from what I can explore with Van. Correct. No, and it's no. no, it's it's not it's not a way to get away from from our own relationship or like spice things up or no. make things better. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 not on a knife edge thinking. Okay, we need to do something drastic here to try and, no. and do it. No, this is this is this is a deep. Uh, spiritual polarity driven exploration of how can you deepen yourself together definitely definitely and 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 it's beautiful it is it really is beautiful and there's so much taboo around it and so much shame that i would have felt around this in the past i wouldn't have even allowed myself to explore the idea Mm. you know um but now there's an opportunity to explore it if 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 it works it works if it works for a while it works for a while if it doesn't feel like something that feels right for us or sure. myself then it's a communication in a situation that we just go through you know it's just navigating it as yeah. it comes up and it's a lived experience mm. that you went through mm. that ultimately in yours and van's world is deepening and strengthening and, and more trusting in your relationship for sure what a beautiful thing how, how could how could something like that ever be taboo Right, it's it's again we speak about it all the time. Everything comes down to your intention. Well, and, and like everything, like every time that we're speaking about something, every time we think about that idea of taboo, the thing that's been just been like repeating in my mind, and I've been waiting for the opportunity to 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 say it is like taboo is just another form of control. Correct. Like it's the ultimate form of control. If you can create mm. shame around people exploring themselves and accepting themselves, then that's the ultimate form of manipulation. Mm. Uh, you know. Speaking freely here, that the, the church has got a lot to answer for that. <laughs> Fucking, you know, you think about you think about the, the the kind of you know paganism and type all that that was kind of before the the, the deep Roman Church Catholicism Catholicism uh, Christianity kind of take over, and it was a judgmental deity that was judging yourself and 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 took away all the the the, the sexual kind of energy and, and and pleasurable things from life, you know. And people, you know, I mean, think of the Middle Ages and think before before then. I mean, it was. Taboo wasn't you. You wouldn't assume it would be much of a thing. It's kind of at the construct of the last, what would you say, six hundred years, maybe mm. six, seven hundred years, maybe earlier in different pockets. But as a Western civilization, um, but yeah, it's a control. It's a control mechanism. You can control sexual energy. You can control sexuality. You are controlling the world. Mm. It's the most powerful energy mm. outside of love, which is all, which is God, right? But ultimately, the actual energy of sexual energy. If you can take that away from people, it's, it's abundance. You are you are you are controlling. Yeah, people. it's abundance, right? And, and sex ties into money. Like they're energetically, they are Correct. so so deeply entwined, right? Because mm. it is all about that idea of money, mm. you know. And even the shame around money is, is 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 essentially another taboo. It's another thing that we shouldn't talk about. We shouldn't tell people how much we make, you know, because there's the judgment there around it, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. What you're spending on, or you know, again, this is just. 
comes down to intention. Why are you doing it? You know, is there an ego thing for you to show off to people or is it actually because you fucking want a Lamborghini because you worked your ass off and you're manifesting the shit out of your life and you're on a roll and you're like, I just want a goddamn Lamborghini, right? For no one else but me. You know, it's like, there's no shame in that. Mm. Well, and, and it, it, like, it's, a, it's just like another, another seed that's been planted in our mind, the idea that, that people with money aren't good people. Well, you think about the cartoons and things we used to grow up as. I mean, you look at Scrooge McDuck, you know, he's an evil. And most, most people in movies and cartoons are, you know, they're, 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 they've got this they've got this, this badness to them of how they got money, mm. you know. And, mm. and it's just being aware of what's, what's being programmed into us, really, you mm. know. Mm. Um, I think it's money. Money's the same. Same as sexual energy, I guess. It, it's going to... It's going to bring out whatever's. It's going to magnify whatever's kind of in you, right? It's ultimately. I mean, years and years ago, I used to take the old steroids and things like that, you know. And people go, "Oh, you get roid rage." I said, "No, I don't," you know, because I'm not. It's not in me to be an angry person, you know. However, you know, I worked hospitality for about ten years in my early days, and you see some people who are bloody mean drunks when they get drunk, you know. It's ultimately well. That's you take the veil off. And you lose the inhibitions and and they're nasty. Mm. You know? Mm. They're not holding themselves back anymore. Yeah. And and I think that's the the magnification of kind of money and sexual energy as well. You know, if you're a if you're if you're a if you've got presuppositions to to uh, uh you know what would I say? To kind of like being the asshole to woman and all that kind yes, of wounded little boy shit that, yeah. that's happened to you and you're dragging on through into adulthood. Yep. Well, that's the type of sexual energy you're going to put out unless you go and do some fucking deep inner, inner work mm-hmm. healing and start yeah. start witnessing and holding yourself to account and having people hold you to account. Mm, definitely. You know? And this is where this is where the, 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 the thing of of men especially holding other men to account for their shitty behaviour. Mm. Definitely. You know? Especially towards women. Definitely, definitely. Well, they're so much more vulnerable, right? And they don't have the physical stature that a man does to protect themselves. So if, if, if you're going to use the fact that you're bigger than someone as a means to control, then you're just a nasty piece of shit. Correct. And, and when we look into that idea, it actually has nothing to do with whether have people have money or not because there's people who have nothing that are nasty pieces of shit there's people that are doing all right that are nasty pieces of shit there's people that have a medium amount of money that are nasty pieces of shit there's people that are fucking billionaires that are nasty pieces of shit and um it's i suppose it's just easier to i guess cut the poppy that's the tallest right it is yeah 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 absolutely it's um it's just interesting, right? But it's, it is a great topic to talk about, taboo. Like, if you start actually unpacking it, there, there's a lot. I mean, when you say taboo to someone, instantly they're going to go down the sexual route, right? Mm. Well, that's taboo. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that, their, 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 their thoughts will go, oh, yeah, taboo sex, taboo this. Mm. I mean, that's the control that, mm. that, that's been so imparted into us. Um, but, you know, the, the, the taboos can, can move into anything. The taboos could be actually holding back what you actually want to say mm. because you feel that someone will react from mm. it you know taboos can be dulling yourself down not expressing yourself in the in the fullness of your own fucking divinity yeah. because you are worried about 
what other people may think. You know, that's a taboo as well. It's all a taboo, right? Because you're holding it to yourself as a taboo. You know, um, letting yourself get grossly overweight. That's a fucking taboo, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I mean, that would, be, that would be one of the biggest plagues on, on, on planet Earth right now. It's just processed food, you know, morbid obesity that's leading to all these chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's one of those things. It's like, yes, talking about weight and size is an extreme taboo. And um, it's, a, it's an interesting one to navigate, right? Because if, if you were to say to someone who is grossly overweight, hey, look, if, if we could flick a switch and you were in your perfect body weight, you felt comfortable in your body, would you do it? I guarantee they'd say yes. Oh, you would say 99.9% of them would say yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because um, although it's taboo to talk about weight and things like that, like, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's taboo to talk about somebody who's overweight, mm. but it seems to be fine to talk about somebody who's truly underweight. Mm. That doesn't seem to be an affliction, mm. you know. But God help somebody if they start going, hey, look, and asking questions about somebody's health because they are overweight and then they grab a fence to it you know i that's definitely a massive taboo here and it's like everything about it is energy right because if i was to talk about someone them being overweight merely i'd be doing it because i want them to feel healthier and comfortable and and live a good happy healthy and strong life you know and if that means i have to have an awkward conversation with the client about them needing to like not like fucking go on the strict diet and everything like that no Fucking do acts of self-love that are going to make you feel good, going to make you feel energized, mm. you know? Now, are you going to be the perfect body weight, the perfect shape, and like like the perfect BMI? No, probably not. But are you going to drop some weight and feel better about yourself? Mm. Definitely. Are you going to start making wiser choices around the food that you eat um, and the way that you move and the, the amount of sleep you're getting? Hell yes. Mm. Because realistically, it's like, the reason that you are that way is because you're not actually looking after yourself. Well, you don't hold yourself into the higher purpose, right? Yeah. You don't hold your you don't hold your health into a higher regard. Yeah. You know, because you have gone through whatever you've gone through in your childhood, Definitely. you know, that you are holding on to and, and you're an identity and a victim of. Yeah, sure. So you're going to armor yourself up, make your you know, you, you make yourself as ugly as possible yeah. so no one will love you. So you're validating your own your own story of no one wants me, I'm I'm unwanted and unlovable mm. and you know, ultimately I'm a piece of shit. And so that's how you make yourself presentable to the world. For sure. And so that's you you're validating, you're creating your own environment based off that you yeah. know and yeah. so this is why when you and i sit down with clients it's it's just probing hey have you always been this big you know tell me about a time when um when you felt good in your body you know like and it's just going back to those places and and it's bit by bit because you can get to you can get to somebody to a little bit more self-love that a they're going to stick to any Mm-hmm. anything better that's going to help them feel better sure. uh, and b it doesn't become a task that's uh, a suffering task right yeah. they're not chastising themselves anymore yeah. they're not dragging themselves to go for a walk they're actually yeah. going hey look i'm i'm flipping this paradigm yeah i want to go for a walk definitely. you know i want to move definitely and it ties back to shame man it ties mm, back to shame very much so. because the fitness industry the weight loss industry one of the biggest industries in the world has created these forms of getting people to lose weight extremely quickly, extremely un, un, unsustainably. Do you remember that show, The Biggest Loser? Yeah, for sure. God, I mean, 
it was only on when I was when we were youngsters, mm. you know, probably like ten or eleven, I reckon. But I remember watching it, going, "Wow, it's amazing!" I look back now, and that has got to be one of the most detrimental shows oh, to hugely. anyone's health yeah. of how fast and how intense they did that. Definitely, De- definitely, and then people will create more shame in their life because they'll try to force themselves to do the same thing without the medical support, without a personal trainer, without a nutritionist, and then they won't be able to do it, and it just creates more shame in their life. So they move back to emotional eating mm-hmm. and back to beating themselves up, back to telling themselves that they're not fucking good enough, or they're a piece of shit, they'll never be able to do it. Instead of actually creating a lifestyle that feels good for them, that's sustainable for them, and and they're just constant acts of self love. Of, right mm. yeah there's definitely there's a whole lot in there oh there's a whole lot in there you know but i mean it's i mean it's good that we touched on it because it is a taboo mm. right you know well even when we started to communicate it it was like oh what if i say something that's confronting to someone correct and that's that's really really interesting because i know personally in myself that i have no judgment for people that are overweight because they've got to this point in their life for a specific reason and yes there is a few things that they could potentially do to self-regulate move through past traumas start looking after themselves but it's like what what if someone doesn't know that that's what I mean and mm. I say something that offends someone, they get jealous and leave a comment saying I'm a piece of shit that's fat phobic. Well, look, someone's going to do that anyways, right? Because people will only hear through the lens hear. that they want to hear. Mm. And, and and that's that's the world we live in now. Mm. You know, like f- putting ourselves out there like we are starting to now, like this was going to grow. Like this will, this, everything that we're doing is going to be huge. It's, 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 it's not going to not be even right. that in itself is a taboo michael how dare you be confident within yourself oh i know that this is going to be huge you, yeah. you arrogant prick well <laughs> comment i'm an arrogant prick <laughs> i'll put our love heart straight underneath it yeah, um, it's true it's true you know it's like but that's but that's that's ultimately the the payoff of of this of this world we live in it's understanding that you are going to have people who will hate you. You are going to people who will only listen to your message in the way that they are able to hear it. Mm. You know, people will take offense to to what we're doing. This, this is this whole woke fucking culture that's that's moving. It's 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 ultimately just pandering to the few who are making themselves heard, and they are creating their own offense in themselves sure. because they are so insecure in themselves mm. that 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 80% of, of people who are just living their lives in, in whatever context they want to do, well, they're starting to change the systems and the way that language can be used. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not for at all saying that you, to go out and anybody to abuse and, and to anything like that. Not you know, what I'm saying is if you've got a truth, you know, then fucking speak it. Mm. That... You know, that's becoming such a more taboo more and more and more now because you can just get fucking written off the off, off, off the scale, right? Potential you, culture, right? Oh, you can get written off and then it's like, cool. But if you can really just make friends with, if that happens, it happens. You're not actually going to die. Whatever, reinvent yourself. You did it again, do it once more. You know, like I, yeah, as in taboo-wise, uh, it's definitely that's got to be one of the biggest ones that's kind of running right now is, is the ability to be able to speak what you would like to say. Yeah, yeah, that's ultimately it. Allowing yourself to explore what you'd like to say, what you'd like to do, and in, in, in like a non-judgmental way. Like now, obviously, 
we we say this. Hey, well, look, we're all going to have biases. Want to, want to explore going out and murdering someone. We're not saying, hey, look, that's fucking okay. Of, of course it's not okay because you're going to be causing harm to someone Correct. else. But if you want to do something within yourself and create safety and exploration, then go on, do it. I agree. I agree. And I think that's whittling away. Mm. Whittling away more and more and more. You know, as the fewer get louder and louder and louder and they get more and more airtime um, and their insecurities grow more and more and more. Mm. If anyone out there is in woke culture and wants to uh, actually know who they are, come and have a rebirth with me, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The more you peel back the layers, we'll the peel more back the layers. We'll help you actually find out who you want to be, and then you can go into the world and do it openly. Um, but yeah, that's 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 definitely a big taboo, isn't it? You know, big taboo is uh, is that that whole freedom of speech. Definitely. You know, kind of. Oh, I've I've got another good taboo. Oh yeah. Oh, what was it? Well, the idea of physical immortality. Oh, okay. This is one that, yeah, that we yeah. explored when we were in rebirthing. In and, our rebirth workshop, yeah. Oh, yeah, when uh, we were training. in our, in our tr- facilitator training. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, the idea of physical immortality was something that just struck a chord in every single person well, in the room. That was my that was my most angry weekend. You remember <laughs> yeah, that, eh? Yeah, definitely. It was like, uh, every other weekend I'm, like, just going with it. And this was, like, this was the first time that was, we're supposed to come back this Sunday, and yeah. I was like... I don't want to go back. Yeah, and you and many others as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm into more. Yeah. Oh well, I reflecting on it after that weekend, I've been surrounded by death my whole life. You know, my like one of my first you know conscious memories that I can remember is, is when I was five and my woke up that morning, and my brother had died. You know, mm-hmm. so since the age of five, there's been lots of kind of death running through through my um, physical death yeah, yeah. running through my life. And so that was a program that was like, no, you physically die. That's it. No. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, How, yeah. You can't tell me that, that that's not a truth because I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was pretty much yeah. it, right? Because there is that like re- religious conditioning around it, right? Like, you know, there's well, there's, there's a saying, right? Like there's two things that everyone ha- that happens to everyone in life. One, you die, and two, you pay taxes. Mm. You know, so it's literally conditioned into us the idea of, of dying. Correct. And physical mortality. Well, I mean, look, it's it's a lot softer now because obviously it's it, the the context and it's taught through through the rebirthing sector is you, you take away from the actual fact of. Um, this is my personal take on it. Was you know the the, the body will die you know, as everything does, and it, and it, you change into the energy and you go back to your cycle of you know beforehand, you know, and so in that context, yes, I mean you have immortality, right? Mm. You know, the physical mortality. I mean, there are some there are some um, diehards. I mean, our, our our trainers Pauline and David, they're diehard physical mortalists, but they use that as the opportunity for them to constantly just keep their body as fresh and as and as beautiful as cleansed and as possible. Like it's not a it's not a bad thing, you know. They just go, yeah, I am, and the belief is what they that's the belief that they have, and they are they are constantly just tuning their body with all the the what everything they eat is is is, is on point. You know, they 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 breathwork themselves every day or every, however they do, and they just constantly so, you know, have that as a higher purpose, and it and it, and it helps you push you to have more discipline in your life well yeah. how is that a bad thing i guess yeah definitely and it is it's just like the the it's the religious construct that creates the idea that like everyone's going to die right and like this is i suppose when it when it comes into the idea of physical immortality for me personally when we went into that weekend it wasn't actually something challenging to navigate because spending time in india you you hear about um 
essentially people that are physically immortal that are 700 years old and so like going into it and you and you look at it one of the persons who I, don't, I think we spoke about it on the rebirthing when we did the rebirthing episode about where the origins of rebirthing yeah, did, came yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah, from Bubba G. Um, from Bubba G. And he's essentially an immortal man. So this is sort of where that idea of physical immortality got, um, well, came through rebirthing. But it was is actually one of the the key things that pushed people away from rebirthing and actually like bred new and different mm. forms of it, right? Because people are like that's way too confronting to be able to tell people that we can live forever. Well, I mean, you look at um, what's his name? Minador? No, 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 no. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He does uh, amazing podcast. He, he does all the. Um, regenerative farming stuff. Oh, Dr. Zach Bush. Dr. Zach Bush. I mean, he speaks about this all the time now, mm. you know, about the science of actual cellular structure, mm. you know. Um, and he, and I, I listened to a podcast of his and he's talking about how his 72-year-old mum had died and he went and did the autopsy on her and he goes, there were still stem cells ready to replace the dead cells, you know. And so he's talking about um, physical mortality predominantly about – our, soul, our, our cells just replicate the cell before. Mm. Our cells are a product of our, of our thought and environment of how they are produced and, and what the, the scheme of their environment. And so on a theory is that well, you're looking into epi- epigenetics, right? Like, exactly. not even a theory anymore. Like, they, they believe and understand. Like, cells replicate based off a, off a belief and a thought, right? Well, correct. Exactly. And so, if you can be truly aligned with your thoughts and cells, I mean, there's, there's ultimately the possibility that you could keep your cells at a level for, for, for eternity, I guess, yeah. you know? And, you know, and he, and he says something, he goes, oh, you know, people say that through medical research, we're about to live forever to 200. And he goes, well, your soul's just laughing its ass at that <laughs> yeah, because yeah. your soul's inf- infinite, you know? <laughs> like the, Have your 200 years, human. <laughs> it's like the ego still wants to put a number on it, right? Correct. Yeah, and call it forever. <laughs> and call it forever. That's so funny. And um, yeah, and it is. It's 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 really really true, and it's a really really interesting thing to explore with people because there is so much resistance and like taboo around it. You know that idea that hey, look, someone can live forever because people have so much death in their life. Now, mm. Leonard Orr, the 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 originator of of rebirthing, he died. He, oh, he died forever. I'm pretty sure most, if not all, of the physical mortalities have died. Oh, definitely. You know, but. Definitely. Did they use that to a higher purpose to, to make their lives and their bodies and their vessels and their divinity as strong as they can? Yeah. Great. Well, and it's like it goes into the idea like I'm going to live to 107. Like That's like I am so fucking sure in my mind I'm going to live to 107. I'm going to do everything and live the life that's going to allow myself to do that. Like, yes, now that potentially is creating a limitation, but at the same time, 107 sounds fucking good to me. And I was talking to someone about it at work. So I was like, God damn it, I'm going to live to 107. And they're like, oh, man, I'm ready to clock out at 70. Oh. And I was like, man, if you say that you're ready to clock out at 70, you're literally going to do everything to make sure that you clock out at 70. Oh, you'll be old at 60. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, I, I'll still be sprightly as fuck at 60. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and, and I suppose that is the idea around it, right? Like the, the idea of understanding epigenetics, understanding how your thoughts create your reality, how un- understanding how genes are just going to splice off other genes. So if we can actually keep ourselves at a healthy level through the nutrition we're eating, through the environments we're living, through the positive mindsets we have, through managing stress in an everyday life, then 
why would you're going to live longer because you're literally putting your body your mind your spirit everything in the ideal situation to be able to do so mm, yep i mean you look at dr joe mm. he's getting younger and younger by the goddamn year same with zach bush man <laughs> you look at him he, he's looking sprightly like he looks good yeah. you can see like you can see them like anti-aging essentially in front of your eyes right mm. although i see the same in us too you know like once oh, yeah, we're really i mean I, I personally see myself like i look at photos of me you know even five years ago and i look so much older then than i do now yeah 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 definitely you know? Definitely, and, and same same for me. Like this, I'm like 32 now. I don't feel 32, even when people ask me my age. I've got to think about it. And um, this would be the physically the best shape I've ever been in my life. And even when I was boxing, mm. like physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. Because even when I was boxing, yes, I may have been in a, a, a greater physical state, but at the same time, it's like those other aspects of it weren't there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a time in my life where all I all I focused on was physical. Mm. You know, it's, it's all we were taught right because it was taboo taught. to talk about your mental health it was taboo to talk about your emotions and cry oh. and be vulnerable oh right? 100% yeah yeah don't cry don't cry never men cry Do it's it. fucking beautiful and it's mm. freeing and mm. oh, all the beauty comes from a just a good cry session definitely I love it definitely but it's the same thing man Co- goes back to shame goes mm. back to guilt goes back to um, judgment from what other people might think right you know very much so brother I think it's a bit of a wrap up that was uh, it was an explorative session I really awesome, enjoyed that man. it was a beautiful place to land yeah um, just as a little a little um, a little patch here um Beta's um, Beta's uh, flagship supplements, Focus and uh, Sleep. Well, they're going to be available very soon. Um, they are almost here, and we are sharp as fuck. We're on it right now. I think that's um, why the episode went so well. Yeah, <laughs> I could think it, I could feel it in the back of my mind. <laughs> oh, it's good. So we can't wait to have it out to the world. This is just another branch of just the amazingness we are going to be bringing out to the world, team. Um, the way that me and Ryan sit here and speak, this is how we are in everyday life with everyone that we are. And it's in our company, it's reflected in that too. And we're bringing breathwork to the world. We're bringing, I mean, it's already out there, but we, we, we're out there trying to make as much noise as we can to bring it in with these beautiful supplements. We've got workshops going on. And, and um, you know, if you listen to this, jump onto our website, have a look and, you know, grab your support because the more support we can have, the bigger we can take this to all around the world and the more community we can create, the more tribe we can create, the more connection we can create. And that's doing your part for the world. Mm. That's doing your part for the world, doing your own work and getting in, creating community, creating tribe. And it's all very exciting. Oh, extremely exciting. Mm. Like it's just waking up every single day with purpose and passion. And and just trust, man. Trust. Sure. I don't think I've ever been sitting in trust so deeply in my entire life. Same here, brother. So trust in you, trust in myself, trust in what we're creating. Um, but and you and I had to show up for that, bro. Like know, it's been years and years to land in this place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah. You guys get everything, everything of us. Mm. There is no holding back. So, mm. um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you uh, if you are here, tune in next week. Um, we are always bringing the goods. So um, yeah, we love you. Thank you very much for showing up. Love sure. you guys.